we the people of the United States to form a more perfect union, secure the blessings of liberty, establish the Constitution. Hello, friends, and welcome to We the People Show. This is your host, Tiger, and how are you, Bradley? Sure, pretty good. How about you, pretty, Tiger? Uh, pretty good, thank you. I had a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope y'all do too, and I hope you did too, Bradley Taylor. Oh, yeah, I definitely did as well. Cool. Um, yeah, we went over the Senate elections aftermath. Now, we are talking about the House elections aftermath. And yes, even though it's narrow, but we're excited to say goodbye nancy and us house republicans are going to have our revenge indeed the house did flip republican though by way less than we should have but nevertheless uh flip is a flip yep and i'm gonna start by congratulating south texas um candidates well even it's not the results that we're hoping for but we're con- we're congratulating specifically Monica de la Cruz for flipping Texas 15th congressional district. But we do uh, want to say thank you, though, to Cassie Garcia and Myra Flores for running. We uh, hope they maybe run or something again in 2024. So, yeah, congratulations, Miss de la Cruz, Congresswoman-elect. Yes, congratulations indeed. And uh, we hope to see uh, Garcia and... uh... Flores uh, again with uh, future opportunities in 2024. Yeah. So besides South Texas, there's Texas 15th, Monica de la Cruz. Congratulations to Congresswoman-elect Anna Paulina Luna, Florida 13th, Mr. Van Orden, Derek in Wisconsin 3rd, and Mr. Mark Molinaro for New York 19th. So congratulations to these three great people as well congratulations indeed and uh i don't even think this uh, house flip would be possible if not for uh two main uh governor candidates uh ron DeSantis in florida uh who were he had a major down ballot effect for republicans there and a lot of candidates like anna paulina luna to win and uh also lee zeldin who even though he didn't uh he uh did not win his New York governor's race, he made it so close, winning by, I mean, losing by under just under just six points uh, for a Republican in New York State. Uh, it still had a major down ballot effect for Republicans, and that one of those and major flips in the House and the congressional dele, from the congressional delegation delegation in New York State, and uh, that even included knocking off the DCCC chair. Uh, uh, Sean, Sean Patrick Maloney. Yeah. So, uh, I'd say uh, those two uh, governor candidates really helped a lot in flipping the house, and probably wouldn't have flipped if not for Lee Zeldin or Ron DeSantis. So, uh, thank you. I guess we will give a moment of thanks to Governor DeSantis and Mr. Zeldin, Congressman Zeldin. Yeah, hopefully, future RNC chair. Yeah. <laughs> Zeldin. There are seats that should have flipped but didn't flip. Will be Ohio 13th, Illinois 17th, and Pennsylvania 17th. We still want to say thank you to Miss Gilbert in Ohio 13th, and uh, Miss King, Illinois 17th, and Mr. Schaffer in Pennsylvania 17th. They lost their elections, 
but uh, we do thank them for trying at least to flip it. Indeed, and uh, hopefully uh, better chances in 2024. Yes, and was Ohio 13th? I kind of get it. It's a blue district. Uh, that, that's outgoing Congressman uh, Tim Ryan's seat. He, uh, his district voted for Clinton by 51%, and then Biden by also 51%. So it's kind of understandable with uh, why it's a dim hold. And then with Illinois 17th, it's a, it's a Trump district, sort of, but uh, both the Democrat and Donald Trump, the votes went up from 2016. So uh, it's a, in conclusion, Illinois 17 is basically heavily suburban district. So it's understandable for uh, Miss King's loss in Pennsylvania 17. Oh, that's a, it's a district that Biden flipped in 2020. But regardless, uh, hope uh, these three candidates maybe run again in 24. Who knows? Uh, yeah, and the, also, I, I think some candidates dragged down, uh, especially Pennsylvania Republicans like uh, Doug Mastriano. Yeah, and uh, in, and to a certain extent, uh, also Mehmet Oz, um, in a way, because he, unfortunately, it turns out he wasn't able to unite both bases in Pennsylvania, the, the establishment and the, the MAGA base. So I guess you could say both Oz... And Mastriano, for one, for example, in Pennsylvania, for example, had some sort of faults. Both had faults. That's true. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're, uh, the Republicans are going to end up with 222 seats at the end of the day. You're exactly right. I calculated, and the overall control of the House would be 20, 222, yes, GOP seats and 213 Dem seats, which they had more than expected. Like we were all expecting that they're going to lose more, but they end up losing a lot less. So it's a narrow flip for the Republicans, of course. Yeah, very narrow. Yeah, and I put overall Bradley Republican gain. It's concluded GOP plus 12, or it could be plus something else, but either way, it's a narrow flip. And Bradley... Just to give a rundown of goodbye, Nancy, uh, these are the stuff that she has done, Speaker Pelosi, under her speakership, impeachments that are unnecessary and partisan in 2019 and 2021, and the reckless spending since Biden took office. And essentially, throughout the Trump years, the MAGA derangement syndrome. So we are prepared to say goodbye to those of hers. Good riddance. Don't you think? Indeed. Indeed. Goodbye, Nancy. And uh, uh, you will certainly not be speaker again. And uh, after uh, uh, in about two months, when Republicans will officially have control of the House because the actual spring year happens January 3rd. Um, <clears throat> but definitely never again, considering that she stepped down as leader of the Democrats. So she won't even be minority leader. She's passing the torch to someone else. I believe uh, 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 Hanke, oh, Hakeem Jeffries. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries, yeah. Yeah. And interestingly enough, Democrats, your own guy, future minority leader, it's, it's an election denier. So 
Democrats, y'all are kind of hypocritical by calling out Republican election deniers while ignoring the fact that Mr. Congressman Jeffries denied the 2016 election as well as countless others, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, and Stacey Abrams. For her, it's uh, denying the Georgia's election, governor's election. So yeah, overall, there are bound to be election deniers on both sides. Uh, my, That's our, right. our point is, don't be a hypocrite when calling them out. Oh, uh, Bradley, um, moving on to the leadership elections. Uh, sure, Kevin McCarthy is a nominee, but going back and un- to talk about it in, in order to you know make a reflection for the future. Uh, other candidates, I think Andy Biggs or someone, yeah, Andy Biggs challenged McCarthy, but of course Biggs lost, and McCarthy ended up being the nominee for Speaker. Uh, what do you think about possibility had Jim Jordan or? Maybe even Chip Roy from Texas had ran the speaker election, like leadership elections. Oh, um, I, I, they definitely wouldn't have won, especially since uh, Roy and Jordan seem to be aligned more with Biggs and the Freedom Caucus and would dilute the votes even more in uh, McCarthy's favor. Hmm. And, uh, and yes, uh, I believe you said he won the nomination. Uh, however, it's still uh, unknown if he will become the actual House Speaker at the moment, because uh, he seems to be uh, short of the amount of Republican votes needed. Hmm. So there but is. Of course, that will depend on on the incoming Republicans, I believe. Yeah. Right. Because uh, do do they get to vote for him, or would it just be the current Congress, uh, or vote for Speaker? I I think it's all done. On the same day, January 3rd, when all the new members are sworn in. And they may yeah. have a say in the, the speaker. Yeah, that would make more sense, because uh, otherwise you still have a, a Democrat as a House speaker. Yeah, that would be really weird under a Republican-controlled House, and yet the speaker is somehow still a Democrat. And vice versa. And it should be including new members for Bradley, the speakership election, leadership elections. Those will be held 2023, meaning January 3rd, after new members are sworn in. So it will be decided on that day, Bradley. Yeah, um, sounds good. I mean, McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy may not be the best, but at least he's better than Nancy Pelosi. Absolutely. Yeah, and you're right, Bradley. uh, With Congressman Biggs and Congressman Jordan, they are part of the House Freedom Caucus. And I guess Chip Roy is also a member, but they represent, um, I think, like 44 U.S. representatives out of, like, what, 200-ish Republican majority, that is. So there is um, rhino. There's bound to be rhinos in both House and Senate, but Senate is more establishmentarian, while you you have House that's more, I guess... uh, more and more populist and populist in the Senate. But either way, in terms of the House, yeah, McCarthy is not the best, but he is the best, not, uh, he's the, I guess, the best choice for now. Better than Nancy. But overall, um, we, we gotta find, House Republicans gotta find some sort of unity. That's right. Because uh, uh, if McCarthy, and yeah, like you said, McCarthy isn't perfect. However, I doubt blasting Republicans would want uh, would be uh, 
what was I going to say? Um, I think the last thing Republicans would want would be for them to uh, elect a rhino House Speaker. Yeah. Uh, like, like uh, who was the guy before Paul Ryan? Uh, John ba- John Boehner, I believe. If it's yeah, there. John John Boehner. Yeah, he was very rhino-ish. Yeah, and to a very extent, Paul Ryan is too as well. Oh yeah, and Paul Ryan for sure. Yeah, I think um, it's going to be a long shot if we're ever going to have a, a populist Republican speaker. So for now, it yeah. it's, looks like it's me, McCarthy, who yeah. is open ah. to the MAGA agenda, but he is still establishment on other issues. Yeah, I think maybe at the end of the day, uh, McCarthy will probably have to pull some favors uh, to those dissenting House Republicans, like give them a good committee assignments or something, and then he get the votes. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's the leadership elections. Enough said. We would know the outcome. We just have to keep monitoring and hope for the best. In terms of babysitting President Biden, um, like the border issue, for one, uh, McCarthy himself said that the House Republicans are going to control the the purse, meaning the the money, the the budget for the country, but also uh, investigation, calling on Mayorkas the border or homeland security secretary to do something of course he won't or resign at least if he won't then investigate investigate and then uh possible impeachment inquiry yeah i think uh the best thing to come out of Republican control of the house is uh even though like they could pass legislation for the house and it probably will fail in the senate and uh even for to get through the senate which i don't think it will because Democrats will control it no matter what happens in Georgia. Uh, uh, Biden would veto it. Uh, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I think they would at least put a stop to Biden's excessive spending uh, and uh, hold the administration accountable with investigations about COVID, uh, Afghanistan, uh, and the border crisis. Uh, and I, I think that's really important for the American people. Mm-hmm. And um, what infuriated me was that uh, they're just liars. The Dems are about the border. They keep saying it's secure, which BS. I've been down there. They're not. It's not secure at all. And committee, a House committee on Homeland Security, they were. Um, I think Mayorkas himself went to testify, and Chip Roy, who is a, who the congressman, that congressman Chip Roy, he is on that committee. He asked. Uh, my work with some questions, blah blah blah, and also uh, called him out for his failed border policies by showing him by showing him pictures, and these pictures were very very graphic. And yes, Chip Roy was going off on Mayorkas, and as soon as his time to speak ended, Jerry Nadler, that congressman, I think from New York, he's the chair of that committee. He was like, "Oh, congressman's time is up." Uh, time is up. He he was he sounds angry, as Chip Roy was still going on, you know, calling Mayorkas out, and he was like, Nadler was like, no more time for the congressman to slander the secretary, and that makes me mad because it's not a slander. It's Chip Roy telling the truth, and the Dems are yeah. acting smug and denying it. Exactly. Yeah, he was only speaking the truth of uh, you know the incompetency and gross negligence of Mayorkas and. 
uh, Nadler is either uh, lying about these incompetencies or uh, very oblivious to it. Yeah, I think uh, for these Dems, uh, many of Biden's failed policies, it's a bit of both liars and oblivious, very oblivious to it. That's right. And Bradley, I guarantee that when House Republicans take majority or officially have control of the House starting January 2023, I'm sure more of these hearings will happen. And not only Mallorca's, but also uh, there will bound, there's bound to be smugness from, say, Secretary Blinken. You know, if the House Republicans hold hearings about the disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan, and amongst other other issues, so, so these Dems, yeah, we're gonna have to deal with their smugness for the remaining of Biden's term. Yeah, Blinken, uh, Austin, and uh, Miley. Uh, we'll all be very smug about the Afghanistan uh, withdrawal questioning. Yeah, there's uh, um, yeah, that for one, and also maybe maybe Secretary Yellen being smug about the economy. And I'm sure, she, like Biden, President Biden, she's going to lick an ice cream cone and say the economy is strong as hell. <laughs> and there's also, Bradley, Secretary, uh, what's the, oh, Granholm. She's the energy secretary of Biden, saying that, oh, we have a energy independence. This total BS. Biden killed Keystone. Don't forget that, folks. Yep, do not forget that. So, Bradley, uh, what do you think House Republicans could do besides investigations in terms of action? Or do you think there's just no hope Biden's just to say no with a veto? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, that's the case. But all they can do is just, uh, you know, introduce bills to the, you know, pass bills through committees and then uh, put them up to a vote and, uh, let them pass the House and then uh, just show how Democrats are unwilling to help the American people by voting down good legislation that will help the middle class Americans and working class Americans too. And uh, for example, they're going to pass a vote about, you know, uh, keeping tax cuts in, enacted, which are set to expire pretty soon from 2017. Uh, you watch the Senate vote that down and I'll show what their priorities will be. Or refuse to put it up to a vote. Yeah, I guess Bradley. Just to clarify, is what you're saying is that the best House Republicans could do is to expose more of more of of what the House Democrats are doing and what the Biden administration are doing to show the people, the voters, us that hey, the Dems in charge really don't care about us. They're just grabbing onto power. Yep, that's exactly right. Cool. Yep, and you're right. It's the best bet we got until the next cycle in 24, in which we as a party can hopefully take the Senate once and for all, and then the White House, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And yeah, and not have another red splash. Let's have an actual red wave. Let's take 2023, that time to, you know, get our act together within the party. That's right. That'll be a, a good template for that. Yeah. The Louisiana, Kentucky, and Mississippi governor races yes. and the Virginia state legislature. 
Exactly. Perhaps split, perhaps split the, uh, the Virginia, Virginia State Senate. Hmm. And, Brian, and let Governor Young can uh, get more uh, uh, legislation done in the state of Virginia. Right. And, you know, frankly, I have been talking with my friends. More and more of us were agreeing that, yeah, Trump should back away from the GOP nomination. And hopefully, the Santas announce a run or something in the next year. Because, number one, it's behavior. And number two, it's age. We all know this was Donald Trump. Exactly, yeah. That's why I'm strongly going to support DeSantis a few runs. Yeah, have both DeSantis 24 and Trump 24 signs, but I'm I'm kind of taping the DeSantis one over the Trump one just slightly. Because just slightly? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't get rid of the Trump one because um, unfortunately, if he, if he unfortunately gets the nomination, then I would support him, but uh, I, I fear his behavior would turn off voters again, like the past 2022 cycle and 2020. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree. Yeah. But, you know, the recent controversy with Trump, it's just hard to see, like, how he would win the nomination again. Yeah. But 24, that's a topic we can talk about in not the next episode, but uh, the episode after that. 2024, I believe it's called you know, the Revenge of the MAGA game. Because either way, um, DeSantis will come up with a slogan that's similar to MAGA, but um, have a different, you know, name to it, but it's a similar manner to, of course, make this country great again, great again, to yeah. uh, to reverse the destruction Biden is imposing on us. Or maybe it'll be uh, make America like Florida. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea. That's a start. Sorry, um, Governor Abbott. I mean, I like you for Texas, but I don't agree that you would be suitable as president Abbott. Because I, I think Bradley, you're right. He, you said somewhere before that Abbott sounded like Warhawkish in terms of foreign policy. So our own governor, it's best for Texas, not for the White House. Uh, oh, well, for me, it's not necessarily a Warhawkish thing. It's uh, uh, might be age. Oh. Yeah, I just would prefer someone younger right now. Gotcha. At least DeSantis's age, Governor DeSantis. Yeah, but I think Abbott would make an alright president, but I feel like, yeah, DeSantis would be better. Hmm. So yeah, there's that. But enough of 24 talk. For now, uh, let's conclude this episode, The House Republicans' Revenge. Um, Bradley, what would be suitable revenge of, of the House Republicans against for, soon-to-be former Speaker Pelosi? Oh, uh, I guess just, uh, you know, just, uh, be able to pass conservative legislation would be the best way. Yeah, or uh, let us brainstorm more, or even better, pass a better way to put it, pass common sense legislation to show Nancy, hey, this is how it's done. You know, it's kind of like the House Republicans hold, hold our beer moment. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, before we close off, folks, I wanted to announce that uh, I will still do the show with Bradley for the remainder of this year in 2022. I am declaring a hiatus. It will take effect next January 2023, 
the first one happened back in 2021 because um, I had a job and I didn't know what my schedule was like. And then I knew and we resumed to do the show again. But the second one, it's, it's because um, I wanted to focus on moving up to the corporate ladder. So from part-time to full-time career. So I'm w- going to work on that to focus on that. But don't fret, once I got that out of the way, I will be resuming again, but of course alone. Because Bradley, goodbye as co-host, and you have done a lot. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks for having me on the show, man. No problem. So there's that, folks. Starting January 23, 2023, it will be a, a second hiatus. So yeah, that's my announcement. And Bradley, real quick, what's your final thoughts on Goodbye, Nancy? Uh, yeah, I'm really glad she's no longer going to be the house speaker. And the uh, Republicans will finally hold this administration accountable. Yeah, just fingers crossed. And my final thoughts is two words. Good riddance. <laughs> and yeah, that concludes this week's episode of We the People Show. Take care. And uh, there you go. we the people of the United States. To form a more perfect union. Secure the blessings of liberty. Establish the Constitution.